Hey, everybody. Today we're going to be venting a little bit about the absolute cluster that is the House of Representatives. Uh, so much stuff goes on about somebody that, like, you barely hear about. Because realistically, who the hell cares who the hell most of the representatives are? Nobody votes for them anyway, right? Am I right? Well, yeah, you do. Um, you just don't know their names because you never actually look up their policies because you the same thing with local elections. The only thing you ever care about is who the president is. Let's be honest. That's normally how it works. Uh, there are people that actually you know look into their representatives, and there are some shining lights and popular names out there that have said some influential things that you know spark your interest here and there. Like, uh, you know, uh, what's his face, uh, Ted Cruz? Ted Cruz has said some stuff and done some stuff, good and bad, that uh, you know people gravitate to. So he's a popular guy. Uh, or unpopular. Uh, I guess you could take your pick there. Um, or uh, what's his face? Uh, or no, no, what's her? Uh, Mar- Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Green. Like, she's done the uh, She's done some good. She's done some uh, questionably bad. Uh, so, I mean, it goes back and forth. The funny thing is, is like I, t- I go on this little tirade for a second here, and you notice I'm mentioning nothing but Republicans because the, the sad thing is Democrats really don't have anybody that's popular. You got, like, what do you got? You got uh, Bernie Sanders. Uh, I think he's still alive. Um, this was their problem when they were trying to, you know, run for president or in 2020. It was like the only person they could really go for was Biden. And uh, like the news, like the, I believe it was the uh, uh, New York Times said, you know, hey, uh, Biden, we just need your corporeal form, so please stay alive. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, he, he, was, uh, he was in rough shape, uh, still is in rough shape. I don't understand much of what comes out of his mouth, but, you know, hey, whatever. I guess uh, some people that's better than a president that uh, doesn't, you know, says a bunch of bad stuff all the time. I I don't know. Even though I will say, you know, uh, the whole lines about, uh, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black, or, you know, uh, poor poor kids are just just as bright and bright and uh, smart as, as white kids. It's like, wait, what? Like, I, I, it's... You don't want to reach back into the past and look at who his mentor was, but when he starts saying stuff like that, I'm like, <laughs> your white hood's showing. Um, a little bit. But I think he's too old to really care anymore. I don't think he really cares. I, I think once you get past a certain age, you're just like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't... I, I'm, I, I, just, I just want a, a blanket and a nap somewhere. Uh, but not to talk too much crap about him, uh, because, you know, he kind of does that for him, and there's plenty of people that do it already. Um, I don't want to give the wrong impression, because, you know, there is a lot of stuff, like I said, I can say bad about Republicans. Uh, let's, like, say, uh, uh, what is it, this, this feller that's trying to uh, take the uh, Speaker of the House position, the uh, McCarthy, is that right? I think that's right, McCarthy. Yes, yes, I believe that's right. I get him and McConnell uh, confused a lot when I'm talking politics with my folks or my brother or something like that. So uh, forgive me if I get something wrong on that. Anyway, he, uh, yeah. As of right now, yesterday, he lost the 10th vote in a row for, uh, you know, getting to be the speaker guy. So uh, good job to you. You uh, kind of messed that up. 
And by I say that because, you know, listen to news reports from other uh, people, uh, Laura Bobert and a few others that uh, uh, told the story about how, you know, they try, came to him with stuff that they were requesting so he could get all the votes he needed. Uh, he agreed back then and then uh, tried to go back on it when he saw a red wave coming and now the red wave isn't there and now he has to re-agree to everything but they're like uh, no we don't trust you anymore so I mean yeah honestly I wouldn't trust him either if he did pull that crap but you know it's politics you don't know exactly who's telling the truth and who's just fibbing on you but so I can see why people don't want it the weird bit is is Trump came out and said, hey, vote him in. Trump endorsing him, because I believe this is the same guy that accused him of taking money from Putin. Like, wouldn't wouldn't that be like one of the guys that you wouldn't want to, I I, I would assume it'd be one of the guys you wouldn't want to endorse or wouldn't want in there? I don't know. This idea. So, which I mean, realistically, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, the last thing that I ever thought, uh, would ever be a thing, uh, when Trump was in office was him getting paid off by somebody, you know, if you got $6 billion, why the hell would you need to get paid off by somebody? You know, unless they could like double your income or double your your pay or something like that. So you're like, oh, you got four billion dollars, we'll give you another four. Maybe at that point, but at that point, why the hell would you need that much? You know, why in the hell would you need that much? It doesn't make any damn sense. Um, but yeah, that really confused me. There's people saying that uh, Trump is pretty much retired now because you know he's kind of shilling for establishment politics and you know I wouldn't really put it past him that he is I don't know it's I feel like he wants to get back in there I feel like he wants to uh, like he actually wants to give a 2024 serious run but after after him endorsing this McCarthy fella and, and the stuff that McCarthy said about him I don't see, unless they came to some, like, passive friendship or something while he was in office, I don't know, but I don't see that being a, uh, something that someone was actually keeping with his values of getting rid of the swamp, I guess. I don't see that being a thing. Now, if he was being serious, because, you know, realistically, it's, uh, I don't know. If I was in there and I was had the took the stance that I was going to fire all the bureaucrats, I was going to get rid of all of them because most have been in there for like 30, 40 years, and they're the ones that actually you know normally control everything. Mostly because they'll. I don't say that just as a passive thing. I'm talking about like you know people that you know uh, advise the president or advise the congressman or congresswoman or advise all, all the, the senators people, the advisors, yes, they have their own cabinet of people, but there's bureaucrats, uh, there's, uh, bureaucrats in there 
that are heads of different departments or subheads of different departments, like for energy or for you know, IRS or whatever. And all those politicians can know is what those guys tell them for data. And if they tell them the data says, well, we're running out of oil in two years. Well, we're going to end up going to war with Saudi Arabia. You know, I mean, that's, that's the type of control a lot of those people have. You know, so especially if it's behind closed doors. It's one thing if you say something on the Internet and like 90 million people come out of the woodwork to tell you you're wrong or give you sources for different information. A lot of those conversations in government, they're completely private. All you, the information that you have is from the experts in front of you. When the experts don't act like experts, <laughs> what do you expect to do? So, but uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen with all that. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it'll go another like 90 votes because he's lost his 10th now. So maybe it'll go another, uh, get over 100. I think 108 votes is what it took for the longest running holdout, which was pre-Civil War. I mean, I guess he's already got the uh, second second best because the second but be- previous second best was like eight, I think it was, or I should say second worst, whatever. Um, but I will say there's a lot of Republicans, especially that that uh, mostly Democrats, but there are a lot of the Republicans that are embarrassed by how they're how they're acting and whatnot. It's like, eh. Or calling it an embarrassment. It's like, yeah, it kind of is to a degree. It's showing that they're not unified. But at the same time, I do think that's kind of an important fact to it, right? Because, like, if you have a party that's completely 100% unified on all fronts uh, as far as what they want to do to move the country forward, there's not that much diversity of thought there, you know? If, you, if it's just, okay, this is the one way we're going to ramrod everything. Well, that sounds more, that sounds like more of a, that doesn't sound like you're trying to refine your ideas too much, you know? Granted, some people argue that conservative ideas and Republican ideas are not great ideas to be ramrodded through. Sure, you can make that argument. But we, I don't think... In my lifetime, we haven't had a Congress that's really pushed through uh, a lot of legislation for the Republican Party. Not that I know of, anyway. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Most of the time, they're basically just holding the fort and uh, keeping the Democrats from running roughshod and just controlling everything. But We'll see what happens in the future here. Kind of makes you wonder, though. It's kind of like, like, all right, if it's not McCarthy, then who are they going to vote for? It's uh, Douglas, I think his name is, Byron Douglas. He seems, just from listening to him, he seems like a trustworthy guy, but, you know, everybody in politics, you know, they're supposed to, they're supposed to act like they're trust, trustworthy, so what are you supposed to do, right? Uh, and I apologize for my voice, by the way. I uh, 
I don't know why I've been getting sick as much as I have. Um, I know it's not COVID. I took two tests. Uh, once this time, once three weeks ago when I was sick before. And both were negative, so I don't have COVID. But the way my voice is all low and sexy, who knows? I might have uh, I might have a strep throat. Who knows? I haven't looked at my throat yet. I probably need to. But I'm going to go home and take a nap first. So that's more important right now. Um, I'm not going to really talk too much about the McCarthy thing until, like, a vote here, a consensus, a consensus is reached. I thought it was hilarious that uh, Gates uh, voted for Trump in there. Like, that would have been funny. Like, aha, uh-huh. look, Nancy, he's your boss again. <laughs> I don't know. Here's, here's the thing, right? I'm not like a, I'm not like a super pro Trump guy. Like I wouldn't call myself a mega supporter or nothing like that. I've tried to be, like I said, I try to be center of the road on a lot of things. That way, you know, I can, I can call out, I can call out when, uh, the right's doing something screwed up or the left's doing something screwed up. <coughs> that just makes me feel better conscience wise or conscience wise. I, I, but, you know, the, the, the pure amount of trolling that that man uh, beautifully orchestrated upon all the establishment people. Oh, my Lord, it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. I can't tell you. I cannot tell you how overwhelmingly happy I was every time I seen him shit on somebody that thought they were hot shit. I had never been talked to like that before. I was like, hell yeah, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And it wasn't even like, oh, let me, well, I'm going to be a, or, or no, I, I guess it was kind of like, I'm sorry, like a little bit. I'm always rooting for the underdog most of the time in most stories and most uh, uh, sports matchups, uh, UFC fights, whatever I watch. I always kind of like try to you know, have a little bit of a, hold out for the underdog, you know, and, you know, the Republicans have been, especially with how cultural institutions have been, uh, they've been underdogs for so long, you know, and it's like, I, I just, just so happy, I just get so happy that, you know, there's somebody in there, like, pushing back a little bit, and even in the playing field a little bit, you know, that's, that's just a cool thing, but, You know, I mean, even that's another subject right there I can talk about. Because realistically, it's the, it's the, uh, it's the, what's the colors? The Republicans that kind of screwed themselves on the pooch on that. And if you're a Republican listening, sorry to say it, but you are. All the push that I always hear from people on the people on the right is, uh, yeah don't go to college. That's a waste of money. You're just going to get indoctrinated into something. You need to go to like a, you need to go to like a trade school or something like that. Well, what jobs do you get when you come out of college? You know, what jobs do you get? Writer, producer, filmmaker, journalist, news anchor, professor, you know, like all the jobs that the left has in institutional power right now, uh, academia, 
media, Hollywood, every every place is just infected with it because for the past how many years Republicans have been telling their kids, don't go to college, it's a waste of money. Go go to uh, go to a trade school. Well, congratulations, the Republicans now they uh, almost solely run the infrastructure of this comp- of this country, but they have absolutely almost zero power in anything that uh, any higher endeavor. There's no, almost nobody in Hollywood. And there's almost nobody in uh, academia, the professors, the city council members, the school board members, all the stuff that you requ- require somewhat of a college education. It's all Democrat, guys. That's part of the problem. So, if you have kids, um, teach them well, teach them right, teach them to look at both sides, my opinion. If you really believe in conservative and Republican values, teach them to adhere to all that too. That's fine, whatever you want to do. And then send them to college and tell them to become something that's something better so that one day they can actually try to fix this freaking mess or help try to. Anyway, I'm out for the day. Ugh, I've just got home from work. So I need to take a shower, drink a beer, take a nap, all that good shit. Cheers. Thanks for listening to my podcast. As always, I am the Honorable Bovine. You can follow me on Twitter at Honorable Bovine. You can send me an email. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure my email is still in the description of this podcast. If you wonder about me, just a really quick summary, considering this is the end of the video and ain't nobody listening to this anyway. Um, I'm a regular old worker, 9 to 5, well, really 1 o'clock in the morning until like 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, worker, uh, super first shift. I commute an hour to work and back. I low-income household. Always look at things from the bottom up. More of a centrist, center-right, socially, center-left, um, economically. I don't... Uh, I don't play any of the political games. It's I look at things and tell you how it is. I try to analyze things from as unbiased of a position as I possibly can. I'll always, if I defend one side, I'll always find a way to defend the other for the same, for similar things. So if this is more of what you like, come on back and see me again. Have a good day.